0: Welcome to The Big Idea to Bestseller Podcast, where we are turning your dream of writing a book into your reality. On this show, you'll learn how to write, publish, and launch a nonfiction book from the most elite professionals and entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm your host, Jake Kelfer, four-time bestselling author and founder of The Big Idea to Bestseller program, and I'm here to reveal the secrets of what it takes to write an incredible book to grow your business, become the go-to expert, and change the world. So whether you want more credibility, you want more coaching clients, you want to start a business, or you simply want to share a powerful message, this podcast was made for you. Let's go. Today, we have the one and only Karen Cinnamon in the house. She has been, let me just start off with this awesome thing. She has been dubbed the Oprah of Jewish Jewish joy, and
1: I'm excited. So Karen, welcome to the show. It's so good to be here I I wish I was in LA with you. I'm the other side of the world in London, but one day we'll meet in person.
0: <laughs> one day we will, the, the vibes are high, the, the energy is good, even with yep. everything going on in the world at this moment. And I wanna just start right here, knock it out of the park from the get-go. You have been a advocate of the Jewish people. You have built a social media presence for the Jewish community, you have turned that into a membership, you've created a journal based off of it, and you have focused on a very niche group of people. At the time of this recording, though, everybody is talking about the Jewish people and the state of Israel. So I want to start right here, which is what made you decide that you wanted to dedicate yourself and create a business around the community of the Jewish people?
1: Okay, well, we'll have to rewind ten years because I wouldn't have ever imagined that this is what I'd be doing uh, today. So, uh, ten years ago, I got married. It's all relevant. You'll uh, (laughs) you'll find out why. And I had uh, uh, my my background is uh, branding and design and and uh, that kind of thing. And I was engaged and planning a Jewish wedding together, and I was stunned that there was nothing to help a modern Jewish couple plan a really cool wedding that included the traditions but also maybe it was a bit individual, personal. And I was really taken aback, there was no Instagram account, no nothing for us. So I was soon on maternity leave and I decided to do something to keep my brain ticking on maternity leave. And I thought why don't I start a blog? Because blogs were really, really big, bigger even than they are now 10 years ago. Um, and I'll start a blog for people like me who want inspiration for doing their Jewish wedding their way. So all the beautiful traditions, but make it your own. Because I've been to so many Jewish weddings that were just the same thing over and over. And I wanted to be able to inspire people. And so I called it Smashing the Glass because I didn't want the word Jewish in it. I thought, if you know, you know, and if you don't, it's not your website. It's not for you. And it completely took off. So this is way back in 2013. It really took off bigger than I could have imagined. And it turned into my full time career a year later. And then a few years beyond that, we were like a team of five and massive in America, where all the Jews are and all of that. So that was rolling along beautifully. And then COVID happened in 2020. Bear in mind till 2020. I was just in that Jewish wedding world, Jewish wedding world, smashing the glass. And it was it's the biggest Jewish wedding platform in the world. And I was busy and that was more than enough. And then when COVID happened, weddings got canceled and um, everybody wanted community more than anything. And I actually did have a paid membership community for brides, just brides. So that's super niche for memberships. I know some of the audience are interested in memberships. Um, And I started it in 2018. It was an online community with in-person meetups, resources, all kinds of good stuff, advice, guidance. Um, But what really came out of it was the community, the connections between people at a similar life stage. So I had that and it was very successful. But in 2020, I thought, hang on, we need something for all Jewish women, not just those that are engaged. Everyone needs community right now more than ever. And I decided to do a sort of follow-on uh, brand, a lifestyle brand. And Smash in the Glass was about your Jewish wedding, your way. So I thought the lifestyle brand could be called Your Jewish Life, short for Your Jewish Life, your way. And so that's how it became the lifestyle brand in 2020. And um, we all, we actually already had a follow-on community to Brides' Club just for newlyweds, really small. And so I opened, that was called Smashing Life, and I opened it out to all Jewish women. And I thought, if I've got a paid community, I need to have free content around it. So that's when I started the Instagram account. So you can see this is all very (laughs) organic. There's no big thinking about getting to where I am today. And soon after, I felt like we needed our own original content. So I started the podcast as well, the Your Jewish Life podcast, and then... The Instagram account just blew up from day one, you know, it's only been going a couple of years, we're already almost at 200,000 followers, it's just so needed that sort of inclusive, authentic Jewish voice that stands for something, it's not an editorial Instagram account, it's me and got my audience at the heart of it, which are open minded, um, inclusive Jews. So, and Jewish as well is a big part of what we do. So, that's kind of the nutshell thing. The journal, which is our first product, the Jewish Joy Journal, is a six month gratitude journal, first tangible product, I should say. We've got yep, the online. Yep. That came about, sadly, my mum died a couple of years ago, and I was journaling to get through the grief. And the journals that I was using didn't really speak to me. Again, a bit like the smash in the glass problem. Yeah. It didn't speak to me as a modern Jewish woman, woman. I wanted, you know, some of them even had like Christian quotes in and things. And I just thought, no. And I want something that really speaks to me, but kind of Jewish light, you know, Jewish flavor, not sort of all in and, and it's all my stuff is very relatable and very relevant to 21st century living so it's a six month so i decided to create the jewish joy journal with the help of my community my community were my sort of focus group my smashing life community my membership and it's a six month journal with um jewish values quotes recipes as well there's a goal planner element um there's sort of um adult jewish adult coloring in there's all kinds of surprises inside And it's been a way bigger hit than I could have ever imagined. Um, Sold sort of thousands and thousands purely through organic channels at the moment. Mm. We're going to be on Amazon um, probably next year, but I just haven't needed to do that. So, and then fast forward to today, um, just the time of recording, um, a month after October 7th, 2023, the day that changed everything. And I feel like this is why this is my calling. Like, this is why I've worked so hard for 10 years for this moment because mm-hmm. I have the honor of having a platform. That I just looked at the stats today. Just the Your Jewish Life Instagram account has reached 14 million people this month. And it's just an honor to be able to yeah. influence, to share messaging to help our community we're doing community zooms we're doing all kinds of stuff we're raising tens of thousands of dollars we're doing so much stuff and it's just the only thing that's helping me at the moment is when i'm helping sorry the only thing that makes me feel good at the moment is when i'm helping others and it's all kind of makes sense if you see what i mean so
0: yeah that was the long
1: answer i don't have a short answer (laughs) no
0: no it's 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 beautiful to to go through this and and You know, I think that, you know, everything that's happened right now, I think that there are times where we're guided down a certain path that maybe we can't see where it's going to lead. And this is a lot have to do with entrepreneurship, right? In your case, unfortunately, it took a terrible event to create a mass, mass need for even more of what you do. You know i have i'm in la you're in london and everyone that i know in our jewish community out here has seen your post and has talked about your post and you've brought that joy to to us in a time of of a very difficult time and in our in our people's history and in our current life history for many of us this is like a very traumatic event that will haunt us for a very long time moving forward um and and a lot of your content has been able to bring us that, that joy and that positivity and that like, you know what, like we're resilient people, you know? I like um, to
1: call it sort of, normally I'm about Jewish joy, but at the moment it's more about light in the darkness. That's yep. what I'm trying to bring. I'm yep. trying to bring light. I'm trying to bring uplifting stories. I'm yep. trying to also, I think we as a Jewish, global Jewish community, and I'm talking about all Jews, not just my own personal community, we um, have to strengthen as a community. You know, there's a lot of inter. In normal times, we can be quite judgmental of one another yep. There's fractions and things like that. And I'm, I'm, you know, this this event has made us more united. And I'm really putting forward. Con- content that is showcasing how united we are um how you know the caring elements also showcasing israeli arab relations that are positive you know i'm just trying to provide that hope that light and also you know get get some messaging over that everyone else can share if they can't think of the right words so it's all kinds of stuff that i'm able to do thanks to the everything that i did in the last 10 years to get to this yeah
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I wanna go back here, I wanna talk about something because a lot of the, the audience we have is you know writing books or using books to grow their business or using books to start their business or they're running a business or they're thinking about doing something new. They may they be corporate and they're gonna use a book to transition, whatever it may be. Now, you started off with this idea, right, for smashing the glass based off of a personal experience that you had. And then you created this And it was for Jewish engaged women. Yes. A lot of people, when it comes to memberships, when it comes to websites, when it comes to books, they're like, I don't know if what my topic is, is way too niche or not. Can you give an example here for the people who don't understand how niche of a market you went into, how specific of a niche is that in terms of the the global scale?
1: I mean it's micro micro niche because I think how many Jews are there in the world like I don't even have have the number Turn. I think it's about I, I don't want to get it wrong but it's something like 12 or 15 million or something yep. like um and then then just think of the number of people that are engaged and it's only for a certain period of time that's another thing with memberships people think that if it has an end, it's it's not a viable membership. So there was that element as well, because obviously people don't stay engaged forever, which is why I had the follow-on membership as well for newlyweds at the time. Um, And so it is a really, really small market. But the thing is, I think in today's world, you can only be successful with a sort of target niche because there's so much saturation, but you've got to really stop yourself from spreading your wings too wide too early i think the other way around works so you know when i started and smashing the glass was a hit and then the, and the brides loved it and then they got married and they're like karen please start something kind of a lifestyle follow and i was like no i just want to be really really good at this one thing and be known for this one thing and do it really really well and then I, 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 and I was busy and oh, endless opportunities and this and that. And it's just, I was known for that thing. And then again, it was only because of COVID that I had the bandwidth to even think about moving into the lifestyle market. And that was sort of how many years, uh, seven years after I'd started the original brand. And, and now that part of the business is even bigger than the, the wedding side, obviously, because it's a much bigger audience, but I would say. It's vital to pick a niche. If you think it's micro niche, no one ever says that you have to stay in your niche forever. You can move around, but just pick a niche that you're happy to talk about 24 seven. Cause I think people say, oh, you need a really good idea for business. I don't think you really need a good idea. You need to be able to be willing to work on something 24 <laughs> seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to care, to piggyback off that, the more niche someone's book is, the, the often, what I see often happens is the quicker they're able to establish their authority in that specific niche, right? And so for me, for example, like last year I wrote my, my fourth book, Big Idea to Bestseller, and it was on how to write, publish, and launch a nonfiction book to grow your business. If you wanna write fiction, not for you. That's a yes. small audience, but you become the person that people go to for that particular thing. Are there other people that still do it? Yes, but you become one of a few versus one of a thousand, one of a hundred thousand, right? And I think that what you've done is really, really amazing is you started micro, micro niche. You've expanded as time, as events have unfolded. And because of that, now in the last month, you've reached 14 million people, right? I want to really make sure that this is stressed out to anybody who feels pigeonholed by maybe their niche or their knowledge only in a specific area. Well, Karen is the example of what it means to to take a niche and to con- show up consistently to to serve her people as beautifully as possible and now within 30 days she's able to reach 14 million people. In a time where people need this, okay? Which is bigger like than that. That. <laughs> Like like that is huge, right? Like you you know, I want I want to Articulated again that 14 million number, that is almost as many as the entire Jewish population around the world. That's how many times people have seen what your light in the darkness content has created for us in this tough time. And so it's really, really important, okay? Not only is it important because of the time and because the Jewish people need a strong voice and, and we need people speaking out and sharing, you know, their lens, their perspective, but it's also really important for anyone who's hesitant about, is my niche big enough? (laughs) Damn straight. It's big enough. And if it's more important, if the niche is more important than the dollar signs that come after it, you're going to have more success because of that. And that's what you've really been able to do. So I want to know from you, Karen is like, what does it take to build a strong community? Is it because it's niche, it's easier to communicate because you know them better? Is it, uh, is it something else? Like what made you be able to build such a strong community?
1: I'll answer that. I just quickly want to go back to what you said about um, you know, the niche is that even though I've got this massive lifestyle brand, I'm still known for smashing the glass by most people. You know, they think of Jewish weddings, they think of me straight away because I am that person. So even though I've established myself in a more saturated market, that is still the thing I'm known for. And I just think it's about being known for one one thing, but um, in answer how to build the strong community. So I think the most important thing that a lot of people overlook is your brand isn't about you, it's about your audience. Every decision we make in in our business is what do they want? What do they need? As an example, um, as October 7th was a Saturday, October 9th, Monday mornings, we have our team meetings. Right, what do we do? What are we going to do? How how do we support our communities? This is brand new territory for, for everyone. Um we put a post in our, we've got an app for our Smashing Life members. We put a post in the app about how can we support you right now? They gave ideas. Next day we um started implementing them. So things like, community zooms, um, resources, how to effectively stand up to Jew hate online, how to navigate the silence from non-Jewish friends. Uh, Playlists, they wanted a meaningful, uh, sorry, we have Jewish joy playlists that have been a hit. Now they wanted a playlist that was more Jewish pride, strengthening, empowerment, almost like a calming meditation. We've actioned that. So I mean, yes, I've got the community to be able to do that now. But I think I think back to when I started and it was the same thought process. So when I started smashing the glass, the person who I'd ask, what do you want to see on the smashing in the glass blog was me like six months ago when I was engaged. What would I have wanted? So it's just about. Doing everything for your community and, again, staying really in in the niche um, I didn't, I don't want to appeal to, to, to everybody, I don't want to even in normal times appeal to every single Jew, I'm just appealing to my community who are um, inclusive, modern, generally millennial age women, but I end up appealing to way more, which is which always happens with a niche, doesn't it? You're just yes. doing it for one person, but you end up, you, you forget it will attract lots and lots of pe- people. So. I hope there were some tips there. I didn't stick entirely to no, it. it was questions. great. It was, yeah. it
0: was awesome because, you know, you, you as you're kind of doing it, I'm kind of thinking back in my journey and, and a lot of the people that I've seen. And it's like, the first place you do for anything is you gotta start from like your own lens, right? You're your first experience, right? That's where the passion tends to come from. That's where the like, I have a better what way than I what everyone talks
1: well, about. What did I mean? Exactly, Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, gosh, I wish I would have had this when I experienced this. And then, You know, you talked about what you did uh, this past month, but you also talked about it when you started, which is asking the people, what do you want? And, And that's huge. When you write a book, ask your people, what do you want? Start with your experiences. You have an idea of what you think, then ask other people to either validate or give differing opinions. And then you start to be able to build that community. So I want to ask this, and then I want to kind of, um, for our fi- for our final portion of this, after this next question, I want to kind of talk about today and, and where we're at. Um, but this next question is, you had these memberships, you continue to evolve, you continue to grow, you continue to expand, COVID evolved, and you have the Jewish Joy Journal. Okay. Do you, when specifically, did you decide that the journal was going to come? Was it After a certain member count was it after you know what I think I could sell this many copies was it, you know what, and I I know you kind of alluded to to why you created it. um, But is there anything that like really lended itself to knowing that it was the right time because the audience you had built or was it purely because of the events that that had happened in an unfortunate way.
1: No, it was obviously, you know, you could you could see a gap like I saw, but just think, well, it doesn't really slot into my business to, you know, you need a for, for this journal, I know um you can't see, but it's beautifully made, it's very expensive to produce, it's not like a, a paperback book, um, illustrations and all sorts. So it had to 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 fit into to the business plan. And so we self published, and you know, it's all about getting people from the journal into the Smashing Life community. So um, without sort of selling it too much, obviously, because no one wants to be sold to. So, um, you know, URL on every page, um, you know, there's elements where we talk about how we go deeper with a journal inside the Smashing Life. You can meet other Jewish women with a journal at our journal session. So that was the thinking that it's another way to reach people that can then uh maybe join the membership and get them in the sort of recurring revenue st- stream. So that was the thinking. Um and I what since releasing the journal, which was uh, a year ago now, um I just I just wasn't wasn't prepared for the sort of number of people that would absolutely love the journal but are just not interested in a membership. And it's it, you know, like everything in business, I thought it would be the journal and then great conversion into the membership, but it's actually a really kind of diff, you know, I think this is a bit more um, widespread actually, more people, you know, it's a lovely gift as well. And it's just, you know, we, we sell it now in bookstores and it's just, it's just, you know, I wanna have a good, fun, exciting life, bring out a book and see what happens. It's like, I think with a lot of your questions, I can relate to where I was some years ago where you kind of overthink everything. And you just don't even know, like, you just, if you've got that flame or that thing telling you, I want to do it, just do it. Yeah, I love
0: that. I love that. And I know where
1: this stuff goes. When I think about being on maternity leave and yeah, I just need that to keep my brain ticking on maternity leave. I'm going to start that little blog project. I didn't want to start a project with too much outlay. All it cost me was $50 to buy the URL. And I was happy with that. That was a good cost to sort of start at. You know, an experimental thing. Yeah. And now look, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean it's it's really incredible. Um and I wanna make sure. So after this, make sure we'll we'll link up all the all the links to the memberships and to, to the Jewish Joy Journal. I know I'll be buying at least one for, for this holiday season and all of you guys as well. If if you know somebody who could benefit from that, make sure to grab one for yourself or for them as a gift. Uh, great holiday gift with everything coming up here. And I'll give
1: your listeners a, a special discount code.
0: Oh well. <laughs> that's Let's Let's Do it. you wanna
1: think. Do you want to, what code would your, would your listeners like for, for a 10% discount? Or do you want me to think of one? <laughs> we could, we could do,
0: uh.
1: What about Joy, Joyful, Joyful Jake? <laughs> there it is. Joyful Jake is, is the discount. <laughs> you heard it here. All right. We'll
0: make sure it happens. So <laughs> Joyful Jake it is. And make sure to snag it. Yeah. Um, And then we'll, we'll talk about the links here in a second, but there's, there's one really important topic that I, that I really want to discuss here to, to finish up. We've talked about the date, October 7th, um, several times throughout this episode. What it means to be a Jewish person, what it means to understand society as we know it is, is evolving and changing right in front of our eyes every single day. There's something new happening. Can you, for, for our listeners, um, educate everybody real quick here on, on what it means for you to be Jewish in 2023 and, and, and how... People can support you or engage in conversation to learn more because I think a big thing that needs to happen is education for everybody involved. And I know that you are super well-versed. You're super educated in this. You have a lot of conversations. I I would love for you to kind of share with with everyone that's listening, no matter if they're part of the the, the tribe, whether they have differing beliefs. I I would love if you don't mind to just share what it means to be uh, a, a Jewish person at the end of 2023, going into 2024, and what people can do to, to spark conversation and create change moving forward.
1: Wow. So the big question. So the first part of your question is what what does it feel like? What does it mean to be Jewish in 2023? Well, not every Jew will agree with me because I know most Jewish people are having a really, really tough time, myself included. Like, you know, we're all at currently at the time of recording in November 23 heartbroken grieving concerned you know we feel like we constantly have to defend who we are and why we have a right to exist um you know surrounded by a lot of hate marches here in london and all kinds of stuff on the radio the tv but amongst all that it's also been so strengthening to kind of sort of realize who we are and what our story is, because obviously we heard about the Holocaust, our generation. We know many of us have met Holocaust survivors. We always say never again, and we don't understand how the Holocaust happened. And now, unfortunately um, we see, wow, we can see how people just stood by and let it happen. And that is a new realization for, for a lot of Jews of my gener- our generation. So that's kind of a shocking, shocking era but at the same time it's really strengthened who we are as a people we are survivors we're steely we 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 band together we know how to um you know rise from things like this this is our story and we're trying as a you know me personally and my community just using our energy to strengthen who we are and and um do good for others as well. I think the outpouring of um, whether it's Zadaka volunteering, um, giving, doing for, you know, for for Israel, for Jews around the world, that it is just incredible. I mean, my ins- this is another thing about the Instagram account. My Instagram account alone um, in the last few weeks, just my followers and their followers, because that's the brilliant thing about Instagram. If someone donates, their followers see that they donate. Have raised over fifty thousand dollars. I think the number fifty three thousand dollars for Magen David Adom, which is Israel's emergency service that doesn't discriminate, saves lives of every religion. So it's it's just an amazing thing what we're able to do, how people give band together, and it's it feels good, it feels special that you know we are these people. We've got we've got loads of amazing allies as well. There's loads of amazing people that have. Done amazing things amongst all the sort of shock stories that we're seeing with people who we thought were friends maybe aren't actually willing to to stand by us or help at this time, um, and it's just been a real eye opening period. What, what what would you say, Jake? <laughs>
0: oh, flipping it flipping it back on me. Um, well, first of all, I think I think everything you said very very important to share important for us to know, and I think you know. For everyone that's, that's listening. Okay. I, and myself, and I know Karen even alluded to it. You don't have to believe what we believe. It's a different time, but what I want everybody to, to really understand from this is that I've never personally ever felt so scared to be a Jewish person in the world, right? I read the, the stories of the Holocaust. I've heard from Holocaust survivors and I've never, never thought that that could happen again. It was literally unbelievable that that could happen. And yet here I am and we're having discussions. We're having questions of, can I wear my Star of David necklace out in public right now? Do I need to think about taking my mezuzah off my door, my front door, because people are starting to mark houses? Is it safe to fly or do I need to wear a mask? These are conversations that I'm having as a 30-year-old newly engaged man starting to think about my future of getting married and having kids. Never did I think I was going to have to to feel this way or, or to do it. And I don't have a perfect answer and a perfect solution. I don't think many of us do, but what I do know is that there are people that need you right now across the board. And my call to action for for anyone that's listening to this is to tie it all together is every group of people is niche in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's a business membership, whether it's some form of a religious uh, sex- sector or whatever it may be. But what I would encourage you to do, especially right now, is to ask your Jewish colleagues, are you okay? To ask your people who have family in the Middle East, are you guys okay? And to engage this, because as you mentioned, some of the donations that are raising is to save people of all religions. Okay, and I think that that's something that's that's really important here is we're fighting for our life to save our country, to save our homeland. Right. And I think that it's it's going to be moving forward a time where if you disagree with the Holocaust, it doesn't matter where you come from. That needs to be said. And I think that many of us can agree that the Holocaust was a bad time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And and I don't want to make light of it. And I can't believe I have to say that out loud. But. I do think that I need to say it um, because right now th- what's going on is the largest assassination of Jewish people since the Holocaust. And this is that time. So those are some of my thoughts. And you know, we're having discussions like this all the time um, in our communities and everything. And so I appreciate you asking it back to me, Karen. I think it's it's really awesome that you did that. And so as we wrap up here. Um, is there any final words that you want to share about your work, your business, bringing light in the darkness? Is there anything else that you would love to to leave people with um, before we collect your contact information and, and tell people where they can get um, access to the membership or the Jewish Joy Journal?
1: Yeah, and we've also got a... Um... A blog post on smashing the glass which is a guide to um you know supporting your non-jewish friends because it can be hard to know what to do what to say so i'll i'll send you that link as well um but i just i just want to end with saying let's let's not lose sight of just because we believe one thing doesn't mean we have to reject and hate the other whether that's yep. going on now whether that's internally in the jewish community you know sometimes there's been pre-October 7th there's been a lot of judgment from within if someone keeps kosher if they don't keep kosher if they do this if they do that that's something that I've always stood for you know your Jewish life your way don't it's not anyone else's you have to do what feels right for you I mean something we haven't even touched upon today because of everything going on is something that I that I preach is to live your life unapologetically and at the moment kind of we can't even think that way we just have to we're just fighting to live you know we're fighting to survive as a as as Jews so a a strand which I would normally be talking about is how to live life unapologetically because a lot of Jews have a sort of internalized shame to be who they are because the world has made us feel like we have to hide who we are in non-Jewish spaces and I my hope is that we can all live our lives unapologetically and, and, and work towards that but and and speaking of hope, you know, that's what we'll always have. We'll always have hope that things will be better, that better days will come. And yeah, let's be the light. Let us be, let's the, be light. the light.
0: Let's be yeah. the light. Um, so speaking of the light, how do we follow you? How do we, you know, get more of that light from you? Where do we go to buy the journal? Give us all the all the ways that we can, we can support you um, in the work that you're doing.
1: Thank you. So... My book, The Jewish Joy Journal, just you can find out more about it and what exactly it is. And if you'd like to purchase one at JewishJoyJournal.com. Don't forget the 10% discount, Joyful Jake. (laughs) I don't know if you're normally joyful. This hasn't been probably the most joyful episode you've ever recorded. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. By the way, Mazel Tov and your engagement. I had no idea. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it happened. (laughs) It happened about a month from the time of this uh, this recording, a month
1: oh ago. Oh my gosh! So, your fiance, let's get her in the brides club if she would like yeah. comp membership. Anna. Um, so, where else can you find me? So, yeah, on Instagram. I'd love to hear from anyone that's just discovered me uh, from this podcast on Instagram. Drop me a DM or share a screenshot and tag us both. I'm at Your Jewish Life. My wedding account, which was, remember, my original brand, which is smaller than my other account now, is um, at Smashing a Glass. And it will interest of you, if you're interested in Jewish weddings or are planning a wedding, um, so those are my Instagram accounts. That's my journal. And, yeah, my membership, if you are a Jewish woman that wants to be part of a vibrant, safe 24-7 community. We have our own app. We have meetups. We have loads of fun stuff going on is smashinglife.club
0: I love it I love it and we'll get all that linked in here so um I just gotta say thank you Karen for for coming on the show you know this this conversation as you just mentioned you know joyful Jake as the as a discount code like (laughs) we we always bring the joy here we we always have good vibes and we we try to in our own way whether it's the light in the darkness of something serious or the light in the darkness of something that's serious to one person it doesn't matter we're always bringing those those good vibes and um i appreciate you for for enlightening us today and sharing your story and sharing everything with our audience
1: it's been so fun my only request is that we do a live version when i when i get to los angeles hopefully next year <laughs> absolutely
0: absolutely Lovely. and And before everyone jumps off here, I just want you to to take a listen. You know, there there was back and forth between life and business on this episode. And I want you to really understand that you can do what you set out to do. If you're thinking about writing a book, but you're like, it's niche. Karen's a perfect example. If you have something that you're passionate about and there was a need for you, you can start something. It will take work. It will take consistency, but you never know where it will lead to. And so for that, I leave you with this. If you enjoyed this. Go do one thing today that gets you closer to solving a need for yourself or someone else. Go do one thing today that helps somebody else, whether that's time, energy, or money. And most importantly is go do one thing for yourself. Go do one thing for yourself to take care of yourself and to be the best version of yourself. And that's what I got for you folks today. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Idea to Best Seller podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're ready to get started writing your dream book to grow your business and make an impact, then go ahead and go to bigideatobestseller.com. That's www.bigideatobestseller.com. You can get some free resources. You can grab a free copy of my book, Big Idea to Best Seller, and you can check out everything that we have to help you get started absolutely for free. Together we're changing the world one book at a time. I'll see you on the next one. Let's go!